Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rise Podcast, where we talk about relationships, investing, career, and entertainment. I am Kyle Bautista, and this is my co-host, Jonathan Yoon. We have no special guest today, but that's all right. Uh, so, so Johnny, what are we going to talk about today? So today for investing, um, as you guys probably know, me and Kyle were supposed to read a book about three weeks ago, <laughs> um, but we did we did kind of finish it. Like I finished most of the book. Um, I know Kyle was telling me earlier that he this book is so good that he wants to take a little bit longer just to kind of fully immerse himself in the book. But so far, what do you think? Yeah, so the book is, uh, for those of you who might have not listened to that podcast, it's Your Next Five Moves, and it's by Patrick Bet David. I think that's how you say it. Is yeah. that how you say his last name? I, would, I, th- yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but it's so good because it, it navigates you through what he thinks you need to do to find your next five moves. And I've been taking this very literally. Like he has actionable uh, objectives that you can do. And so, for example, the first move is to know yourself. And he has this questionnaire uh, that takes a while. And honestly, I haven't finished the all the parts yeah. of it. But I did the first part. Um, I think it was Saturday and I sat for a good hour, two hours, probably closer to two hours with just playing music in the background, you know, some calm music. And I just answered questions and I found so much about myself that I didn't think I would have found if I, you know, didn't, didn't answer these questions. And, And they really allow you to think deeply. Like for example, the first question is, what do you think of, or how would you describe your parents? Uh, when how you remember them as a child mm. or like throughout your childhood mm. and then it goes about how they um how they motivated you or how they encouraged you and how did they also criticize you and you know what your name means and why do you think they named you that name and things like that so it goes really really deep and so as soon as i you know began filling this out and and reading this book i, I realized that this is something i need to take seriously like this isn't like, yeah just a scam yeah. read you know, this is like really valuable and I found so much about myself. So I just, I just hope to continue doing that. And, uh, and yeah, that, that's what I think about the book. What, what have you gotten from the book? Um, from the book? I would say, uh, I don't know if you've gotten to move four or five, but move four and five, at least for my life right now is not as applicable. So move four and five, mm. I think is more, so move four is master strategy to scale. And it's just for businesses on how to scale their business. And move mm-hmm. five is like master power plays. Like as a business how are we going to tackle on like opponents and like um the competition and stuff so those things i didn't think were necessarily applicable to my life right now but definitely like you were saying move one master knowing yourself um move two was good oh what was the title move two just uh yeah so i'm I'm just beginning to like a breakthrough with move two yeah and the like chapter four is about understanding how to process issues yeah and realizing that you need to take responsibility so whenever something goes wrong um he says you should just say how did you contribute to this problem and start from there and that's what's really cool like taking ownership of the product like for example i was um helping with my parents organize i've been trying to help them organize their business downstairs mm-hmm. and um you know, it would get messy and stuff, and I and I would try to clean it up and make it really organized, and it would get messy again. And so I realized that the problem wasn't that uh, my parents were being messy or something like that, but I didn't outline proper rules about how stuff like should be placed or how things should be organized or like a proper system in right. place. And you know, th- that again is like an actionable thing that I learned from the book that I applied right away. Right. And uh, and it was really cool. And 
during um i don't know this this whole thing just ties into everything i listen to like tim ferris i listened to his podcast and he was talking about how you know if you really want to look at business people you always realize that they focus on things that they can change and that they mm-hmm. can't and that's just another one of those things you know like uh, you got to be able to to take responsibility if you actually want to make change yeah definitely the the first chapter and i, I would say if you're going to read this book the most valuable would just be getting through at least just move one and two i know for chapter one one of the things that like stuck out to me he um he had a little little story that he said he he commissioned an artist to set up a painting of himself surrounded by people that he considers mentors in his life and he was saying Mm. a trick to having different philosophies and perspectives and asking yourself is by asking yourself what would x y and z do or what would like let's say my role model is uh ali abdal right so what would ali abdal do in the situation that i'm in right now or what would um michael jordan do what would uh, Billy Graham do and like so he, right. he he set up paintings where there's a picture of him and gradually he added people that he thought were mentors in the way that shaped his philosophy even if people contradicted each other like I think he had Abraham Lincoln and maybe one of the like Lyndon B. Johnson maybe I'm not sure uh, but he was like he was saying that it's also yeah. nice to contradict yeah. the philosophies of your mentors um and just having that mental picture i think was really strange because i never thought about it like that so yeah something that i've been trying to practice a little bit more is like i would say people come to me for advice for a lot of things like just my opinion like Mm. oh like what do you think i should do about this right and yeah i think i'm okay at giving advice but sometimes the advice that i want to give to myself i have to think okay if I was a third person, if I was coming to myself, what would the yeah. logical, the friend me say to me about this situation? It's mm. so like that taking mm. a step back, like asking yourself, what would Jonathan do is something that like I think was very important. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that, that sounds really cool. Um, and and one of the things that, that the book outlines that you should do is define who you want yourself to be. Right. And always look back to it and I also spent a good time doing that and that was so much fun because like I actually articulated what I want to be and it, even though it's not all-encompassing like he he begins by saying exactly what he wants and that's what I really like about how he wrote this book is that it was mostly to him and how he got to where he is today yeah you know no definitely I it's agree not with that. I, I feel like even though he says a lot of things it doesn't come off as in like a, oh i'm the master of all this stuff like you need to follow me but he's just like he just provides you with the right questions and so if you want to find yourself or you know that's a big ask but if you want to find yourself <laughs> if you want to learn more about yourself or maybe just you know um focus on trying to be the right person to start a business or to be a company or build a company that other people may invest in uh, then I, I really suggest you read this book. Yeah, it's really good. Definitely, guys, you should definitely check this out. Um, even just for a quick read, at the bare minimum, search it up on Google, read the summary. Like, there's a lot of good practical points that he makes that, and like, he, it seems like just reading his book, it seems like he's a very down to earth person because he was like, yo, mm-hmm. like, I know I'm not like the best boss. Like, I give my employees a hard time. Like, I had to fire people. I literally told them straight up, like, you're trash. Um, 
<laughs> so he, he he highlights like oh, I'm not perfect, right? But he's like you're trash yeah. because I let you be trash. Like it's my fault. Like I'm the one responsible because I hired you. So it's therefore it's my fault. So I have to take responsibility. So I, I thought that was really right. um, eye opening. So yeah, definitely check it out, guys. That's that's a re that's a real leadership stuff right there. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> All right, what else do we have? What else do we have today, John? So because it's investing. Um, how are your investments doing? Anything that you're investing in right now or crypto? Crypto not doing very well. I'm a long-term crypto holder, not doing very well. Even Ethereum, I thought Ethereum would do better, mm. not too well. Uh, my stocks, I mean, it's in a time of stagnation. Uh, I think the market's a little iffy right now. We kind of have two sides of how the economy is doing. People are, some people are worried about inflation. Um, they recently came out last week with the official numbers that we have. Five percent inflation year on year. Five percent's um, a lot. I thought you average is yeah. like what two two percent year on year. Two three. Yeah. Yeah. Year over year, but um, you know, I mean, that's kind, that's kind of what was expected because mm -hmm. with all all the stimulus checks, of course, if you get free money, um, and also the problem that we have with the lack of workforce or people who are working, the demand in workers, you either. People have either been at an age where they're like, you know what, I can get a better job or I should just stop and retire like I have enough cash as is. Or, um, you know, they're not wanting to go to these base minimum wage mm, jobs. Mm. Like, for example, um, I was looking at a Waffle House, right, that's here. And they're willing to pay like a premium for people who are willing to work there. Like all these places, Dollar Tree. Um, they just want workers, gas stations. They're just looking for workers to take, you know, these lower paying jobs. But the problem is no one's going to take them. So what do they do? They get into a competition of a price war, right? right. They, they like one person raises their price. And so some people apply to work there and then another place raises their price. And so that also feeds into the, the whole inflation um, narrative. However, Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed, says that, uh, you know, that's like the big bank. In America, that funds the, mm, the economy. Mm -hmm. He's still arguing that this is just transitory. So it's not actual inflation that's going to stay. It's just because of this, you know, uptick in demand due to um, COVID fatigue, mm. right? So he's he keeps arguing that, and he's sticking with it. Like he's he's argued that ever since the beginning of this year. He says that um, the stimulus checks aren't going to do any lasting effects in terms right. of inflation. We're right. going to see a, a short time but it's gonna correct so i don't know uh, we're interested to see how it plays out what do you um, think what do you think stock, about the stock market's still overvalued uh what do you think about the inflation like are you gonna change based off of inflation are you going to move a little bit differently especially now that you're gonna be starting a big boy job right based on inflation um i would definitely i mean that's what i've tried to do now uh keep less cash on hand mm. and invest it into set assets mm -hmm. uh, real assets and, um, you know, I've kind of done a little bit of that, but I don't know. I, I ultimately don't know what's going to happen. But I, I would say I would be much more confident in putting my money in something that I believe in in the future, mm -hmm. uh, whether that be Ethereum. Right. <laughs> um, you know, or, or something like that. I would be kind of cautious of, of um, stocks right now, though. But I'd say, yeah, man, real assets. What about you? What do you think? Um... With inflation, I think along the same lines, like, you know, we read everywhere, like, if you just hold your money in the bank, like, the whole notion that cash is king doesn't really apply to us. 
Um, and by letting it sit in the bank, all we're doing is losing the value of the dollar, right? Um, yeah. And I thought what was interesting this week, I think I saw on TikTok, my news source, that I think <laughs> McDonald's was raising their minimum wage to close to $13. And I, I looked it up now, yeah. which is kind of crazy to think that McDonald's fast yeah. food joint, $13 an hour is a lot. And I remember working yeah. at like the gym doing... Um, like front desk work for like eleven dollars, or like working at a pizza place for like ten fifty, yeah. which is or like eleven, like even eleven dollars. I was like, oh, that's straight. And hey, I work at Southern right now. Yeah, at the student finance, and they only pay me nine dollars, which is like which is ridiculous because I like that's why big companies like Costco. I know that Walmart raised their minimum wage to I think about thirteen dollars. Costco's around mm-hmm. fifteen. It's it's nice, but then it also feeds into like inflation or like the whole debate on what is a livable wage like you should really shouldn't be getting like for you if you had to like support your family with nine dollars an hour like yeah. that's kind of ridiculous yeah. no that's ridiculous yeah. and you, i mean but hey yeah go ahead you know I, i'm a i'm a free market economist like i really believe in letting the market decide right you know almost have no minimum wage because if you know just no just minimum wage decide, like yeah. What do you? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? No minimum wage, or at least a very, very low minimum wage, kind of like what we see now. Because you see, what we see now is we have the workers determine the price of the wage, right? That's that's the reason why we have the labor shortage right. here in the U.S. Because now people don't want to work those super low-paying jobs of seven twenty-five an hour, you know, and we see that, and so. Of course, all these companies are now bidding at who raises their own minimum wage, right? I'm talking about like no federal minimum wage. I think it's fine. Like keep it at 7.25 and let the market decide how much a worker is worth. Do you think right because the problem gets we're always going to want to raise minimum wage. Like that's just the thing. Yeah. The federal yeah. minimum wage that's always going to be raised and when it gets raised, so do prices. Like that's just, you know, it's not always, it's not always this direct relationship, mm. but it's going to happen. So what do you? Because you now have less people struggling for the money. Do you think um, more money in the market? Would you ever like? <laughs> would you like if you had to go back? Would you try to do like a what would you call it, like a strike on Southern to raise minimum wage? Seven. What, no, what was it? What was it starting? It's seven twenty-five, right? Yeah, seven twenty five. If you're a freshman and you work there, you get the you know an average job. That is that is. But hey, yeah. Okay, so so I I see this there. People don't want to work those those jobs. No, right? People don't want to work the guard like, um, the, the lawn lawn service landscaping. landscaping. Yeah, yeah. So what did Southern do? They gave you an extra five hundred dollars scholarship if you work there and you uh, stayed throughout the whole semester. They applied that onto your bill, and you didn't even need to like do anything for that. And they also raised it. Uh, I think they raised it to ten dollars at one point. Like if you work there during mm. the summer, they raised it to ten dollars. So what happens? All these people who don't want to go far but want to work on campus take landscaping jobs. Mm. You see what I mean? So like instead of mandating this like, oh, it needs to be this set price, people begin to gravitate towards jobs that that pay more money. Right. You know, and and so like that. That's why I'm a huge fan of, of letting the people let the market decide. Don't don't, <laughs> don't. You know, get the government involved. 
Government's inefficient, Johnny. The gov- the government is inefficient. I give you that one. I do agree. I mean, I'm I'm more on the lines of the same thing where I think, you know, the government should like that laissez-faire um what is that called like a theory or principle laissez-faire like where the government doesn't get involved in the businesses um mm-hmm. which I mean I agree with a little bit on that capitalist side. Um but you know, jump into little segue to the ethereum um if you guys noticed um on floyd mayweather and logan paul's fight floyd during his interview was wearing a ethereum max hat which let me see if i can pull that up go ahead which is like crazy because if these celebrities i just looked it up early right before we got on the podcast that kim kardashian is also like she put on her story Ethereum Max burned 400 trillion tokens, literally 50% of their wallet, giving back to the entire EMAS community. Which this says, if you're burning tokens, guys, you are causing that asset to become a deflationary asset. Like, just like the dollar, how we were talking about inflation, like, we have an influx, we have too much of it, so it's losing value. By them burning tokens, like, you're kind of raising the value, it's more scarce. And the fact that Kim Kardashian, different celebrities, um, Floyd Mayweather, they're all promoting this. And even if it was a a pump and dump, which is kind of not likely, especially because it's an Ethereum-based cryptocurrency, Kim Kardashian has, like, what? how many followers? 228 million Instagram followers. That's crazy. (laughs) Like, if, like, half of them decided to put $10 or $20 that's boosting the market cap like so much um yeah so i i'm definitely going to be taking a look at this but i mean i am in ethereum um the normal ethereum i'm in ethereum classic and i'm also i mean a lot of things run on the ethereum chain bro like cardano yeah paul i don't know i'm not sure polygon does um but yeah yeah, so uh, I I recently subscribed to a VPN. Do you know what a VPN? I'm, I'm sure. You know what a VPN is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got um, Nord VPN, and I was like, hey, you know, I I, I really care about privacy and also right. watching anime on Southern servers. But, yeah, you um, have to. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I got to get a good, valuable VPN, right. and I was done doing the free stuff on like Chrome extensions and stuff because mm-hmm. that stuff's very fishy but there is this uh company that runs off the ethereum network called orchid vpn and they pay you know they pay currency through the ethereum network which is really cool because you as your own computer or your own uh wi-fi here at home can set up yourself to be a vpn and get paid through the ethereum network you know as like this altcoin called that is kind of cool orchid yeah did you hear you know like Dude, oh. the infrastructure for Ethereum is amazing. It it is like smart contracts and everything. Like I I'm yeah, very yeah. excited. Ethereum's crazy. I think Cardano is crazy. It's literally Ethereum kind of fixed. The guy that's on that board that he started up Cardano was one of the co-founders of Ethereum. Like he wasn't that mm-hmm. nineteen-year-old kid, but he was somebody else. So I, I have faith in that a lot. But so um, Johnny. Okay, this is this is this is this leads to the big question. Do you think with all this stuff like Ethereum Max and, you know, these big either shows or celebrities endorsing something like this and 
Ethereum being something that you can build off of, do you think that this is the end of Bitcoin or that, you know, Bitcoin's first mover advantage is starting to die a little bit since it has that innovation cap that Ethereum doesn't? I think, in my opinion, I've I've definitely trimmed, I think, half of my Bitcoin position because mm-hmm. I don't think it's as... Okay, for me, I think Bitcoin's a little bit more safe because it's the popular one. It's a safe one that doesn't fluctuate as much. Okay, like moving from 50 mm. grand to 40 grand, yeah, it's huge, but that's like a 20%-ish. But what? Ethereum moved from four grand to two grand, that's that's a 50% drop, right? So I definitely yeah, think yeah. that Ethereum is a little bit more volatile, but I think there's a lot more growth to be had on these smaller coins. Meaning, mm. like, back in the day when you first told me about Bitcoin, right? Or, like, cryptocurrency. Sitting at 8, 9, 10, 11,000, right? Got in at... Yeah. Got I in at 11. Yeah. Like, I, I think I bought my first Bitcoin yeah. when I bought... Like, I'm not talking about... Okay, guys, I didn't buy a whole Bitcoin, but it's, like, fractions. So, the first, like, little tiny fraction that I did buy, I think was around eight and a half. And then I bought again at 11. Wow. And then it pumped wow. up to 20, right? And then it just yeah. shot down. And I was just done. <laughs> and I just yeah. held for the next, <laughs> like, what is it now? Three years? Three, four years? So Yeah. But yeah, I do. I think, going back to your question, I think that... Was that 2017? Yeah. Wow. That was like the December. That's crazy. Like, that was that huge bubble. And then it crashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and now it just, like, like, blew that out of the water. Who could have expected that? I mean, even... But that's that's how you know like some of these are gonna stay a while, like, especially like Ethereum and Bitcoin. They went through a huge crash and they're still around. They're not fraudulent coins. Yeah. Like there was a bunch of I think I was watching that documentary um on Amazon Prime about cryptocurrency and a lot of those fraudulent coins, those pump and dump schemes. Yeah. Like they went away. They're not they're not around anymore. So hey, you can make a lot of money if you're a celebrity and, and you know you're down for a pump. No, oh my goodness, you can make so much money. Like, <laughs> Loki, Loki. I feel like Elon Musk is on some <laughs> sus for Doge. For Doge, for um, he put. I think it was Cum Rocket. What was it? No, I'm being I'm being so serious. Is it on his Twitter? It was on his Twitter. Like he had a, he oh. he like put um. Yeah, Elon Musk on June 5th caused the price of cum rocket to shoot up nearly 400% in 10 minutes. Like, let's just say he dumped money, sent the tweet, pumped it, and got out. Like, does that count as, like, like, like what do you say that? Market manipulation. Yeah, market manipulation, but I guess, like, because it's not regulated, yeah. it doesn't count. It went from $0.06 just- cents to $0.28 cents after his tweet. Oh, my goodness. That is ridiculous. I feel like he must be making he must be making so much money. Uh, what is this crypto based off? That's hilarious. No, this one this I I guess I mean if it sounds funny, similar to the dot com bubble, right? As long as you had dot com in your name, like you took money uh, from investors and you pumped and dump. Same thing with this, yeah. I think. And what they're saying this does is like for OnlyFans or NFT platform for 18 plus um users uh not family friendly uh <laughs> websites and things like not that that's that's what they want to do investment yeah especially since yeah 
I, I don't know. I just I just think it's ridiculous that he could do that. Um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but, but I think um, also, dude, if Wall Street bets gets on this, that'd be hilarious. Dude, Wall Street bets is that'd be really. Did really you see funny. AMC? Did we talk about that last week? AMC pumped again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. AMC. That that's very surprising. Um, but you know, dude, COVID fatigue's real. I like sixty four percent of Americans now have at least one shot of the vaccine. Yeah. Um, I saw this like post by I think it was CNBC, who said that you know as some states, some counties, to try to incentivize. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you to get the vaccine, they're giving out like free donuts or free joints in some. Oh states. yeah, was it? I think I saw that the free joints thing where you come to get yeah. your vaccine, you get a free joint. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's I mean I it's know that it's good crazy. though because I know for my county right now, um, at the gym, um, the masks are optional. At first, mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I'll just keep wearing it, or I'll at least bring a mask just in case. Like some people may feel weird that not having a mask. Yeah. Um, but yes. I'm fully vaccinated, and now that like half, I would say half and half. So like half of the people at the gym wear a mask, half of them don't. It's not like yeah. it's nothing crazy, but it also makes me feel weird sometimes. Like I don't want you to think I'm an anti-masker, you know? <laughs> like like I'm vaccinated, <laughs> like I'm the most, I'm the yeah. most pro, whatever. But I definitely think that wearing a mask now for me, probably not, unless like so businesses require do- it. Right. What do you see in your neighborhood? What do you see in, you know, the place that you go grocery shopping or whatever? Do you see people wearing masks or I w- is it more lax? Um, I think within my county, it's like a 60, 40, 40, not wearing 60, you still wear it. But I think going out of different counties, I think businesses are a lot to require. So me and, me and okay. Diana the other day or yesterday, we went to get pliables, which is like a like an acai bowl place. It's in... Uh, mm. It's in the college town, like near UMD, and the they had a sign outside that said, "All employees are fully vaxxed." So when we walked in, no one had a mask, which is like fine. Like I don't really care, right? Because yeah, everyone if everyone vaccinated. if everyone's vaccinated, yeah. it should be fine. The only thing is, is like if you're an employee and you're fully vaccinated, couldn't you still carry the virus on your skin? Uh, well, I mean, at least from what the CDC says, which is kind of iffy, but anyway, the CDC says that, like, it's not that much of a risk. Okay. And so, they're yeah. willing to say, like, oh, you don't have to wear your mask indoors yeah. or whatever. Well, I'm, I'm all for it. Go back to the normal, I guess, of not wearing a mask. So Yeah. Have you gone to the, the theaters at all? I have, actually. I went to watch The Quiet... I'm actually going today, too. Um, oh. We watched The Quiet Place 2, which is an okay movie, guys. Don't I would say don't even spend money to watch it. It wasn't as good as the first one. What, really? It wasn't as good as the no, first one? No, it wasn't as good as the first one. Dude, doesn't it have amazing Rotten Tomatoes ratings? I think... Yeah, I think so. But, like, Rotten Tomatoes... Some of the Rotten Tomatoes movies that I'd be watching, bro, it's, like, a 20%. But like that movie is so funny and I like it, right? And then there's like a seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes and like it's to me it's like trash. It's like I don't even like I didn't even like that movie. Let me look at let me look that hey, up right now. My favorite movie uh, that that has a horrible rating on Rotten Tomatoes, I think, is Kingsman. Yo, Kingsman I was such a good movie. I know, I love that movie. Yo, this uh, let's see. This one got a ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes for Quiet Place Two, part two. Yeah, I don't know. I really wanted to watch it, and I, and I was go- close to watching it with Jocelyn when she surprised me um, this last week. But how did she? How did she surprise you? Like she just showed up at your door? 
So this is so like her sister is planning to come to Southern. Okay. And um, she scheduled a tour mm. to come here. So like her and her mm. mom was planning to come here. And Jocelyn usually works like during that day. Right. And um, so I thought she was just gonna go to work. And um, you know she she said that she was going to drop something off uh, for me because they have to go through my exit or like close. They have to pass my exit to go to Southern mm. uh, from where they're. Where at. do they live? They live in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just expecting to see uh, Jocelyn's sister and her mom. But then like, <laughs> she popped out of the car. And I was like, what? It's crazy. It's crazy. That's yeah, kind of so cute. It was really fun. It was really exciting. It was actually really cool. So we got to, you know, spend time. We were going to watch A Quiet Place too, but we decided not to. We just decided to get boba and tacos. So That's nice. That is nice. The Quiet yeah, Place too. I mean, that's really cool. I'm not going to spoil anything, but... In my personal opinion, everything that you've seen prior to um, is yeah, like about the same. Like you, you had all those jump scares. You already know what it is. So I don't know. I mean, it was a good movie. It was a decent. Would I watch it again? Probably not. But really, I don't think I would. What are you gonna watch today then? Um, the the Ryan Reynolds movie, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Did you oh, did you watch that? The, good? What's that Rotten Tomatoes? Probably crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me actually look. I don't. I don't even know. I tend to like the things that are opposite to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes says thirty oh, percent. It says thirty percent. <laughs> this movie is gonna be great. Let me know if it's better than A Quiet Place. I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna like this movie more. Action <laughs> and comedy are like my favorite <laughs> genres of movies. Does the story have to line up well, or do you think it just has to be funny? It just has to be funny. It has to be like entertaining. Like I don't know, like. Yeah, I don't really like too serious movies. Like thrillers are okay, but I definitely like a lot of. I can't do paranormal, right? I don't like The Conjuring. <laughs> I remember the bro. why because you think it's real, <laughs> bro. Or like what? Why? I, I, something about the spiritual realm. Like I'm like, yo, I'm not trying to mess with that. Like, because <laughs> then, because then, um, one of our first dates that me and Diana went on, she took me. She was like, I want to go watch The Conjuring, and I, I'm like, all right, bro, I'm not even scared about even like, I have to show this girl like I'm not scared, you know, <laughs> like I don't even care. I go, oh, I was shaking. I was like, yo, I'm so really? scared. And then, did you watch it in the movie? Yeah, the we theater? watched it in the theater. Oh, were you like holding hands and stuff? Uh, was I holding her hand and like just cover? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> I was so scared. Um, but th- that's the thing. Like, she's not scared of paranormal stuff, but mm. she's scared of like gruesome, like fingers and heads getting chopped off. But oh. for me, I love those movies. Like, I I can do gruesome. Yeah. I can do bloody. I can do traumatic, like bodily dysmorphia stuff. Like, I can do it. Yeah. Um, like like she does she would not want to watch like a john wick movie but i love john wick movies yeah yeah so okay dude this cast looks pretty cool ryan reynolds samuel jackson yeah morgan freeman no it's a straight it's a straight cast like i'm excited i'm excited to watch the movie today i think it'll be great (laughs) a lot better than the choir yeah i don't know how how are you watching it at an amc yeah i'm watching it at amc Okay, so how how's that working out? Like, do do you have spaced out seating? Is our masks mandated? Like, what is it like? I think uh, when we went Logie, the theater was packed. Um, mm. we went with our friends, so we got our seats together. But I think people didn't get the ones right next to us. 
Okay. But it was like pretty full. It was a lot more full than I thought it was. Like when I walked in, yeah. I was like, yo, there's a lot of people in here. Like people do not care about yeah. COVID right now. <laughs> but they are not, I think they're not serving any food though. Oh, they're they not are? serving like mozzarella sticks. I don't think they're doing popcorn or anything like that. Oh, I think, okay. So I watched a movie before school ended. Um, I watched the Demon Slayer movie. It? Yeah, the Demon Slayer yeah. movie. Yeah, and they were serving food. I mean, we're also in Tennessee. Yeah, we're all, so. yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I don't know if it's based on, I guess it depends on whatever your state mandates or your county requires you to do. Yeah. But I think for that one, I did not see mozzarella sticks. Because that's usually what we get, mozzarella sticks, maybe an icy. But, yeah, I mean, it's straight. Got to check. Is Maryland, Maryland's blue, right? Maryland is blue. But there's there's some red parts of Maryland. Not bad. Nothing wrong with red. <laughs> hey, not as much as Tennessee. And, and <laughs> not as yeah, much. It's, it's not bad. What's sad? What's sad? And I don't get is is vaccination is like it directly correlates with the state you're in. Like that's yeah. Like why is it, why is it a political thing? Yeah. Like why did it turn political? Like I don't understand. Like ah. Uh, yeah. Either way. I don't know. I really don't don't understand. It's like the whole freedom of choice thing. But even then, like if you're getting people infected, it's it's not cool, man. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah. But going back to you know the economy, the investing part of uh, this podcast, a little tangent on the movies. Um, I was reading on Robinhood Snacks. That's like kind of like their 15 minute podcast or newsletter that I'm subscribed to. American yeah. Express's CEO said that travel and dining spending is nearing full recovery. I mean, like, there's so many people traveling that it's about, it's just normal now. And, yeah. like, I have a lot of friends that are going, like, out of the country or just flying around. Like, I think it is it is getting back to normal. So, I think I think that's yeah. a good thing. Um, what sucks is going to be credit card sign-up bonuses are probably going to go back down because so many wow. people are just going to use them. So. Hey, hey, okay, get this. For today until thursday if you book a flight um for travel uh, from september to november you get 50 percent off on what airline southwest wait because it's their 50th anniversary i'm gonna i'm gonna text diana right now you said what southwest so go to go to southwest.com and you can find it yeah southwest.com 50 percent off 50 days of fall travel and so it's just fifty percent off the base fare rates. Do they are we allowed to switch? Because then she has like, the she works right. She doesn't know what day she's gonna get off. I'm pretty sure you can move your flight around, right? Yeah, I, Southwest, uh, dude. I love Southwest. They still give you the two free bags. Oh, that's nice. You know? That is nice. Yeah, and so they have really lax, um, you know, like like switch rates and credits that you can use. So. I think it's really cool. That is kind of cool. 50% I, I is, love them. 50% is a lot. Yeah, man. Because then we're going to try oh, yeah. to get flights out from Maryland to Cali. So about every month. I would say every month. I'm going to try to gonna try to book one. From Florida Florida to Cali. To yeah. <laughs> we have to. The long distance is essential, bro. You have to book these yeah, there you travel flights. But, dude, you're right. A lot of people are wanting to be here or at least travel Mm -hmm. and move yeah and that's what's great the problem is is i don't know about you but have you seen these raising gas prices yeah after that um (laughs) after the 
what was it the gas hack yeah the gas hack that happened like yeah it's pretty bad like as soon as well, what what are gas prices like for you right now 299 around 305 to 299 yeah uh, what about what about you wow. um yeah it's it's getting it's getting to 275 oh, i think i filled up here. for 275 <laughs> no but the thing is is we I, I bet you if you looked at our, our wage difference, the wages yeah, yeah. considerably lower I mean, here even, than it even is there. when we were at Southern, I think it was amazing because gas for a, a while was like 192 193 yeah. I was like, this is so yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, but for it to go up a in the span of, you know, it was at, not too long. This is like, this is my own conspiracy theory. Like, this is just what I'm thinking by myself. No basis, no research, whatever. The yeah. little the little gas hack, I'm like, was that really a ransom thing that somebody hacked the gas pipeline and demanded ransom? You know, like how <laughs> <laughs> like how likely is that to happen? Because like if you really wanted to fight I mean, does this feed into inflation or does it lower inflation? Like if you're spending more because like, you're kinda lowering inflation, right? Well well, this actually it depends because your money is gone. Yeah. Right. Like if gas prices go up, that also accounts towards inflation, because that means that we need to pay more for a daily thing that we use, right. which causes our cost to go up. So. What if they're taking that money out of the market? Like, what if the government, with these oil companies, are like, let's say it was a hack. You don't fix it for two weeks. Yeah. Gas prices on the entire East Coast match the West Coast. So now we're sitting at. Three dollars, three fifty, right? All these people are shelling out money, and then, boom, we go right back down to two something. We take all that cash that we got before and dip, like just burned it. You got rid of your inflation problem. There you go. <laughs> Economy solved. <laughs> That'd be crazy. So, yeah. Uh, uh, well, another thing that that can go is for sure. I mean, we know that this gas, this entire gas infrastructure is going to go down in the future yeah, like it has an end date it's not here to stay so i'm you know when the gas prices were so low i was kind of skeptical and saying like well how long is it going to be low because don't these oil companies want money while they can get yeah. money yeah you know what i mean and like even though it might be a little farther in the future and we're going to be using gas for the near future with planes and things like that um because we don't have you know dude who's going to use an electric plane with batteries it's too far like it's too heavy but anyway um yeah i was like hey they have to be getting their money somehow they might use the next 30 years to drain us all of our money i was like that that was crazy because miles miles sent me a snap i think last week he was like (laughs) he was like screw living in california i'm not doing that do you see these atrocious gas prices it was like four dollars i was like oh (laughs) my god i i might just i honestly might just get an electrical scooter I think Joe's house that we're going to live at is like eight minutes away. Yeah, hop on a little oh, scooter, nice. a little bike. Four dollars? Yeah. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I It cost me $30 to fill up my tank. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I can't. How? What, what's the usual? The usual is what? 20? 20 the, for you? Yeah, yeah. 20. Like, sometimes it's like before when it was really cheap, it was like 16. $16 uh, for a full tank? Yeah, yeah, I would be driving so at much. At nine dollars an hour, are you saying like? Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, 
nine dollars an hour. Ridiculous. That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, so thirty percent. That's why we need to invest. Yeah, we need to invest. Yeah. This uh, this living paycheck to paycheck is not is not gonna work. It's not gonna work, bro. Yeah. Um, we need to go one of the start our business. one of the last things that I mean I have on my list. We can talk about anything else that you want, but El Salvador, um, Diana's home country, is the first country to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender after passing the law. Like their Congress. So what does that mean? So that means. I think that it's becoming a fully, I wouldn't say regulated, but fully legal way to pay for anything you want. Yeah. And I, I was reading the argue, uh, article on CNBC. Um, where was it? They were saying something about whatever you use this for, you're not... Mm you're not taxed like the gains the fluctuation of prices they're not subject to capital tax oh yeah right here prices prices can now be shown in bitcoin tax contributions can be paid with the digital currency and exchanges in bitcoin will be not subject to capital gains tax which is kind of cool yeah so like for us when we hold a stock or if we hold cryptocurrency let's say i had a hundred dollars of ethereum boom four hundred dollars i sold i have a three hundred dollar gain but because it counts as normal income for us we paid about 30 percent tax but now this is saying boom hundred dollars of bitcoin turns to four hundred dollars cash out not subject to capital gains tax that's kind of crazy to my understanding that's that's really cool so it's it's like a first step for cryptocurrency there i definitely think that especially i don't know how stable um all salvador's like government is but i think countries like greece where inflation is a huge issue yeah if they adopt cryptocurrency as like a a median source like a new thing that is still accepted everywhere else in the world why not you know yeah i mean this is the steps towards making cryptocurrency as it should be used you know allowing it to be used as it's used because it's supposed to be a currency it's not supposed to be you know like a stock and i think that's how people treat it they treat it as an asset of like you know trying to you trade can also it. think about all it's worth. cryptocurrency like if you really think about it the amount of times we use cash is very little so we're dying like the next generation is not going to be using cash. We're, it's all card it's all digital to yeah. begin with i'm not yeah. carrying around my entire bank account in cash right but the older yeah. generation and like uh, my grandparents uh, like immigrants and stuff they carry cash right yeah. so for them it's like oh no this is real money but for us we've been we've been we grew up on debit cards on maybe no, a little true. bit of cash here and there but basically what do we do when we get cash we put it into the bank we pay off our credit cards we pay off our debit cards it's all numbers in a system yeah same thing it could be the same thing with crypto we're all being tracked by the government Except with crypto, we wouldn't. Be, so, <laughs> yeah, hey, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be tracked. Stay woke, everyone. Stay. Keep everything woke. legal. Don't do anything illegal. Yeah. Let's all move to El Salvador. You said right. Yeah, El Salvador. Did you know that? Yeah. Um, I was following these YouTubers. Uh, that she did like a bunch of like BlockFi, um, which is an app where you can upload your cryptocurrency and then you receive like an APY for it, just same way how banks work um with your cash so like i'm earning about five percent of my bitcoin 
four and a half percent for Ethereum, Chainlink. Um, really? Just like APY? Yeah, it's just APY. So I can I can pull it up right now for. So if you guys are interested, Whoa, what is this? the app is called BlockFi. Is really cool. BlockFi. So the total interest paid right now for me is around fourteen eighty three. How do they get their money though? So they're taking basically it's kinda like the way like okay, so you get you know when you put it into a bank account, like they take that money and invest it, right? Yeah. I think that's what they're doing here. You're giving them the crypto, it's still yours, you can pull out any time. And I think you're in, insured for up to a certain amount. Just same same way same thing with the bank, right? If you put over two hundred fifty thousand dollars into the bank, let's say you have half a mil in one bank account, it's not insured. That extra two hundred fifty is not insured. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I mean I'm, I don't have a crazy amount of money in here. So four fourteen they pay monthly, right? So they do daily APYs. But the great thing about this, Kyle, is they pay you in the currency that you have. Oh. So technically. Let's say it shoots to the moon. Let's say let's say my crypto hundred X's, ten X's. Yeah. My interest paid is also ten Xing. Because it's like let's say I got paid in a point one Ethereum. Yeah. But now that point one is not from one hundred dollars to a thousand, like so yeah. Wow. So accrued interest. There you go. Yeah. Hey. Making money <laughs> while it's just sitting there. Yeah. See, dude, that that's something that um that Ali Abdal talks about too, about strategic laziness. Mm. You know, like pick what you want to, you know, whatever you do, make sure that it, it pays off later so, so you can be lazy. And I fully subscribe to that because, you know, that's why I use Acorns. That's why I just have it automatically take out all my savings. Oh, I've been, know, I I've been that's why I have all my auto auto payments uh, for my credit cards and all that stuff because, dude, I keep I forgetting. I, I need to do it. Just double check with me last week. No, wait, no, not last week. Double check with me next week. Well, I guess next week for us is going to be tomorrow since we're going to record. But um, <laughs> I do want to set up an Acorns account again because I remember having it yeah. and I did use it for an emergency fund, which was actually very yeah. helpful. And it was something that I didn't even know. Like I didn't even feel coming out of my bank. So I do need to do that again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, hey. That sounds good to me. I think it's really cool. Uh, you know, the the best we can do to invest passively. And I'm actually going to look at this BlockFi. Like, I no, just pulled up the app right now. No, BlockFi is. Download it. Um, BlockFi That's is really nice. cool. Because it's like, if especially if you're a long-term holder, like, you're not trying to swing trade it. But there mm-hmm. is going to be a fee. Like, I thought there was no fees to transfer yeah. in because I was on Coinbase yeah. prior to, right? Yeah. But it's some calculations later. It is $25 per crypto transfer. Oh shoot! Yeah, so I had like what three coins on Coinbase, three or four coins that I transferred over. It was yeah. like it was like a seventy-five dollar fee. Something I slipped oh, up wow. there somewhere because I tried transferring <laughs> again and I didn't notice it until that the final one that I did um, later on. I was like, wait a second, did I did I just get a fee for this? Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah, because what I was trying to do is I mean, yeah, go ahead. I was trying to get on those those meme coins, right? So I had to. I wanted to buy this certain coin and then transfer to this coin and then it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's also a service called um Qcoin. It's uh it's an app, but you're buying the US dollar coin and you're lending it. Oh. And do you know have you ever watched Clearview Tax on YouTube? I have not. So he does like a bunch of like tax things. Clearview tax. Yeah, but he, he does like legit like 
this is business is tax or this is what's going on in the economy this is the stimulus whatever updates like he's a certified tax uh, accountant whatever right but uh, he was like I, this is what i do with my extra cash i don't keep it in the bank he's like i put most of it into qcoin the app and then he buys a u.s dollar coin and you lend it out so you're the lender and he oh. says about like you could choose your terms for there's like a weekly term, two weeks, a monthly, right? And he's saying he's earning about seven to eight or seven to ten percent daily or some 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 crazy number where you're earning like eight percent back on your money doing absolutely nothing. Is there a uh, is there like any catch or anything like is there the only reason why i don't think there's a catch as of right now is just because like you are owning the u.s dollar coin Mm. so me putting a thousand dollars into this um still means i'm owning a thousand dollars right so like there's very little fluctuations in that crypto coin because it's the based on the u.s dollar um the trouble that i had was I don't know how to buy this coin. Like, there's like some of these apps are making it so hard. Just like, have you heard of Pancake Swap? Where you, how to buy all those meme coins and stuff like like Cum Rocket that we were talking about earlier? You have to buy it on this app, and then you got to transfer it to this app. And oh gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah, do I've all these things. And I think that. with KuCoin, that's why I noticed that I had to do a fee, is because I tried buying the U.S. dollar coin thing on Coinbase and then transferring that U.S. dollar coin to the KuCoin, mm-hmm. and then it was like a tedious thing that I didn't really know, and I messed it up, and like it was just annoying. So like I stopped. So I didn't, I didn't do it. But I, I just remembered talking about that now. So because of BlockFi, but I should look into it again because yeah. that's something that if the rates still hold. Like seven percent back on your money. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. And like that's very good. Seven percent in like a month, I think. So if I lent out a thousand, or if I lent out a hundred dollars, got seven dollars back. Dude, you can't the compound ask much better. The compound, you can compound. Yeah. You roll it. The law of seventy-two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we can get super rich. Yeah, this is this is the get rich quick on. I don't know. I have to do more research. I'm not telling you guys to go do it. I'm saying that's something that you should kind of look into. Maybe it's called KuCoin, KU Coin. Um, you can- let me know. Let me know how it works out for you. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I do this because I tried doing this before and it was just a tedious process. But I mean, for seven percent, well, I guess I could give it another try. Yeah. That hey, isn't coin. that like the average for the F? S&P 500 for like pretty 10 much. years or yeah, something. Yeah, pretty much. I think yeah. year over year, I think the S&P 500 is like 8 to 12, but I honestly think it's probably closer to 8, 8 to 10 range for the yeah. S&P, yeah. but, which is pretty good. But hey, I mean, if you can do that with crypto, that's great. Yeah. Considering that, you know, the value of crypto doesn't just immediately deflate. I mean, that's, but hey, we will, we'll see. That's, that's the we'll thing. See. I mean... Dude, this guy's really cool. This Clearview tax, I'm looking at him. Uh, cool Asian guy looks pretty credible. Yeah, he's not. He's not like very frequently. He, so. And his videos are not like high production. Like he doesn't take time. He just stands there against the blank wall, talks about what he wants to do with his <laughs> like his little papers in front. Talks about whatever tax thing that's going on or what you need to know about this tax law change or yeah. the stimulus checks. Because I think that was a huge thing how he got popular yeah. because of the stimulus updates and stuff. So I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. If you guys want to check him out 
you should see try to look up his video with qcoin um he he says it a lot better than i do i might have i might have sized it a little bit i might have gassed it a little bit it could be like five or six percent but i definitely think it was like seven <laughs> no because because you can change the rate that you want to lend out but he's like in order to get filled oh. just kind of just kind of like you're selling a stock in order right. for someone to borrow that money from you you usually put it a little bit lower than the going interest rate so if your interest rate normally is like eight percent knock it down to six or seven and then yeah yeah it's exciting but i don't know that's great we'll see we'll see what happens Th- that's that's really cool no no that's that's really cool <laughs> passive income that's that's the key that's what we're all after the laziness right what was you, right. what were you saying the uh, yeah. uh strategic laziness strategic laziness we should write a book about that that's that should be our next <laughs> next, next goal next goal is write a book <laughs> yeah hey do you, hey dude we could be would, like tim would, ferris who would read our book kyle hey dude who many of these authors were like who would read my book yeah but these dude our story is two college uh previously business pre-med students mm. going different ways in their journey <laughs> bro. that's our story both going to cali that's our story both about a uh kyle's gonna get a bag i'm gonna lose a bag so we'll see <laughs> two two college students who wanted more yeah that could be that could be your story right there. yeah that's a good way to wrap this one up. Yeah, I think so. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed spending your time with us today, please let us know. Ratings do really help. Share us with your friends. Tune in next week for another episode. Uh, I believe we're going to be talking about careers. Yep, careers. That's oh, fun. I think we will have a guest. We'll have a guest tomorrow. Uh, next week. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Sounds awesome. good. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys. Thank you.